Welcome to the Elan and Crystal Show for all your Sherwood Park and Greater Edmonton real estate and financial information. We promise to have some fun while providing you with tangible information. Now let's get started with our next episode. Hi everyone, this is Elan. And this is Crystal. And we are going to go over the results from the March market for Sherwood Park in Edmonton. Excellent. Yeah. You have some good news for us today, Elan. Well, set me up for that because I would love to tell you that March was as good as we were kind of hoping from when we talked about this back in February. Um, It it wasn't. Oh. (laughs) I know. Uh, We're going to find some good news here, though. Um, So if we look at year-to-date sales for all residential categories, it's down 13% compared to March of 2018. So a year ago. Okay. Yeah. So the, the work, that, the, the business that was done from January to March of 2018. Right. We are down 13% of that from the, all the business done from January to March of 2019. Okay. And we did talk okay. about in the last one that we did have that coldest February. Yeah. So that still may be all part of that, right? Because we're talking totals for those three months. Yeah. And okay. I think, and you said actually something earlier when we weren't taping yet that, um, you know, were people now out looking because they didn't look at all in February because it was too effing cold. Um, And uh, so now they are actually out looking. So now we're going to see more sales in in April. I I, I hope you're right. (laughs) That's basically what I want to say. So overall average days on market for everything uh, was 66 days. So that's kind of on point still. Right. Did that that increase... I think we were about From 70. February? Okay. Yeah, we were about 70 for February for okay. overall. So um, so that's one thing. Um, so average sale price actually dropped a little bit um, from February of 2019 to March. Um, it was, it's only about, you know, $3,000, but still. Oh, okay. Uh, usually we see a, a climb through March um, and we didn't. So uh, right now our months of inventory in Sherwood Park, about five months of inventory. And that did decrease from February, if I remember. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so our inventory didn't really increase in Sherwood Park mm-hmm. in March. Uh, we, uh, we ended up around 370 listings, which is about where we started the beginning of March. Okay. Um, sales were quite a bit down, though. We only did 62 sales in all of Sherwood Park. Single family homes and condos combined right. for the entire month of March. And what do you have? What was March of two thousand nineteen in terms of sales? Two thousand eighteen. Yes, sorry, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, ninety seven. We oh. usually do about a hundred ish sales every March. Right. Spitballing that number. Okay. Uh, we only did sixty two in all of March. Okay. Um, and just to recap again, February forty four, which is considerably down as well. Right. Um, and then in Edmonton. Um, there's, uh, there's over 5,700 listings in all of Edmonton, about seven months of inventory, uh, in all of single family homes and condos in Edmonton, only 820 sales for, you know, 5,700 listings. So sales were down, um, which drove the average sale price down a little bit, but compared to February, they were compared to February. We were up. We just weren't up as much compared to other Marches. Right. Okay. Yes. So, however, if we're going to find the good news, I think you're going to be actually the deliverer yeah, of good news today I'm, I might be the rainbow me. at the end of the gloom. Please, <laughs> please be. Well, what we've noticed in the mortgage market is that lenders are lowering their, their fixed rates. So, um, so that's great news. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to stir up some of that um, activity in the springtime market. Right. So that's nice. I've seen as low as 3.09, which is fabulous. That's right. not a number we've seen for uh, quite some time. Yeah. A colleague and I were talking recently, and, 
And he was thinking that it might even drop down to 2.99, maybe. Wow, see but, a two but again. But that well, probably wouldn't go much lower than that, for sure. So right. now's mm-hmm. a, a really great time to mortgage. So Right, and then if somebody is pre-determined, or um, they've got it like a... Pre-approval. A thing, or like a locked-in. Fixed rate hold. Yeah. Fixed rate hold, whatever. Yeah. So obviously, now that it's come down, it could they, so that this number could be lower than their fixed rate hold. Exactly. Yeah. So that fixed rate is, when they go in for a pre-approval rate hold, that rate hold is usually a little bit higher so, but they'll get the best rate. It'll lower right. when they've actually put their offer on the house. Yeah. yeah. So such a good time. Because with the inventory high, sales are low, prices are down, it's a great time to yeah, get into the market. Yeah, if you're a free bird and you're just, you don't have a property to sell or anything like that, and you're just out shopping, this is the prime time for it. Because yeah. you're going to have a lot of selection. You're going to have excellent mortgage rates to choose from. And the prices haven't increased that much yet. Yeah. So... Yeah. Do it. Get yeah. out there. So yeah. I do think that this will drive that forward. We have Bank of Canada is meeting April 24th this month. So they're going to decide on whether they're going to increase or decrease the uh, overnight rate or keep it the same. It's anticipated okay. that it's just going to stay the same. Right. And it might even decrease. Or we may see some decreasing um, throughout this the next few months. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that's we're pretty sure that it's going to just stay on par. So that's okay. good news for people with vari- variable rate mortgages or right. for people with home equity lines of credit. So, okay. Yeah. Good yeah. news there. And then when we talk about this again, the end of April, or beginning of May, the election will have been had. So there might be some new language coming out on different things in terms of uh, what's happening with that too. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, at least in terms of, yeah, what, what, what the government is going to try to do to help buyers get into affordable housing and, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. It'll all play a part into it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing I wanted to just touch base on uh, as well is, you know, there's been recent announcements uh, with about Scotia's, uh, Scotiabank's e-home announcement. And so what I wanted to just talk about is that basically the, the banks are seeing a lot of value in the ability to apply online and not have to go in and sit down for two hours during a work day to meet uh, with a banker to go through your mortgage needs. That you can actually apply online. You can do things all digitally. But I wanted to mention that this is nothing new. In the bro- <laughs> like this is not a new announcement, really, because you're like revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We've been doing this in the broker channel for the last ten years. Um, I think what they try to offer, what is unique, is that they have like a client portal, a document portal, where you can securely upload your documents. Mm-hmm. We've had You've that had for that the last couple of years. <laughs> so you know, this this technology has existed. I think the great thing is, is it's showing that. In the broker channel, that's really working and that's very appealing. And so the banks wouldn't adopt that if they didn't see it working. Right. So see the value. It just goes to show you that brokers are so flexible in that way that they can meet with you. They can do things online digitally. They can do stuff over the phone. You know, there's a lot of flexibility there. Mm-hmm. And I think what one thing that the e-home won't offer you is the broker experience. So when a file is live, your broker is m- available for you. And it might even be right. 9.30 on a Sunday night. And they're saying, I'm going I'm, I'm going to put this offer on. It's a little bit more. Can I do it? I'm not sure. You know, your broker doesn't have to work just banking hours. Right. And particularly when they know that clients are in a live action status. Mm, and actively looking. Their availability for you is high. So <laughs> yeah. they're not just available during banker hours. So right. you've got that extra bonus. Never mind. The other thing is, or plenty of other options, the fact that they are a third-party, independent, um, unbiased opinion right. for you on your mortgage needs. And they can even place you with your own 
your current banker if mm-hmm. that's if that's what is most comfortable for you. But at least they can compare it right. against the entire mortgage market. And give you some good guidance. Yeah, exactly. With your best interest. With your best interest right. and your needs. Product solutions. Maybe you are not able to qualify with one lending institution, but your broker is able to qualify you with a different lending institution that you didn't even, weren't even aware of because right. you didn't know that those options were available. So a broker experience can offer you that online experience too, but a personal experience as well as all those options. So cool. Shout Good. out to brokers. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well said. Well said. All right. So there we have an update for March. So it wasn't as pretty as we kind of wanted it to be, but super optimistic now about April because yeah. the weather's good. I just looked at the 14-day forecast to yeah. try to figure out, like, is my open house going to have snow this weekend? Uh, and it's looking pretty good. Yeah, you're going to be sweeping instead of shoveling. Perfect. Good. Sign me up. Start getting yeah. our pools ready. I know. Our rates are looking great. So jump yeah. in. Yeah. Ooh, good analogy. I like that. Yeah, there you go. All right, honey. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Always a pleasure to hang out with you. Bye. Bye. For all your real estate needs and questions, contact Elan Lines from Remax River City. Visit our website, elanrealestate.ca, or call 780-970-3616. And for all your mortgage inquiries, contact Crystal Donnelly from Mortgage Sisters West. Visit the website, mortgagesisterswest.ca, or call 780-405-8663. Hi, this is Elan. And this is Crystal. And today we're going to talk about the five C's of credit. Yes, exactly. Take it, Miss Crystal. Take it. Well, I thought the, it was really good to talk about the five C's of credit because a lot of people, um, when you're, or a lot of clients, when you're talking with them, you have to ask some really thoughtful and deep questions. And sometimes people don't really understand why those questions are coming out. Because they're kind of personal. Well, yeah, they definitely are. And this, this is because the lender is going to ask those questions. Can we pause that? That's not like I farted. <laughs> Obviously, you can the same thing. Um, I'm going to unhold my hold on, hold on. I'm not going to do any more farts. <laughs> I still haven't paused it. Let's just, just, just do the whole should thing. Should we start again? again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Elan. And I'm Crystal. And today we are going to talk about the five C's of credit. So take it away, Ms. Crystal. All right. So the reason why we thought that this would be a really great topic is because as a mortgage broker, we have to ask our clients some really deep, um, thoughtful, and personal questions. And a lot of the times our clients are not totally understanding why. So the way I explain it is that a mortgage is often the largest credit obligation a person will have. And when you join in a relationship with a lender, the lender generally takes on the majority of the risk as most people put less than 50% down and usually up to even 5% of their own money into the initial cost of the home. So the lender then has to evaluate if the person that they're going to lend to is going to be able to keep up their end of the bargain. For example, make their mortgage payments on time. And what they'll look at is five key indicators to evaluate that amount of risk that that applicant represents. So the five key indicators are mostly known as the five C's of credit, which Elan just defined for us, and they will include character, credit, capacity, capital, and collateral. So 
The first two, character and credit, basically define the stability of the person and their relationship with credit. So they're, they're quite, um, they're related in that sense. So they both consider the question as to whether or not the applicant has a willingness to repay debt, the attitude they have towards money and credit, and their overall stability of character. People who tend to be good payers of debt tend to have a high degree of stability in their life and show they have managed money and credit in the past. The evaluation methods regarding character of the person, they may look at the age, education, occupation, work experience, and current residence. The credit of the individual will largely weigh on looking at the applicant's credit status. The, re, uh, the, re, the way the, <laughs> sorry, the repayment behavior that appears on the credit report will show a person's attitude towards money. If you carry a large debt load, don't make payments on time or don't use credit at all, this can impact, impact your risk level. Let's pause this. I feel like I'm gonna go back. Cause I do feel like I'm just reading and it doesn't feel like authentically ours. Okay. But at the same time, ready? Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm Elan and I'm Crystal. And today we are going to talk about the five C's of credit. So take it away, Ms. Crystal. All right. So the reason why we thought that this would be a really great topic is because as a mortgage broker, we have to ask our clients some really deep, um, thoughtful and personal questions. And a lot of the times our clients are not totally understanding why. So the way I explain it is that a mortgage is often the largest credit obligation a person will have. And when you join in a relationship with a lender, the lender generally takes on the majority of the risk as most people put less than 50% down and usually up to even 5% of their own money into the initial cost of the home. So the lender then has to evaluate if the person that they're going to lend to is going to be able to keep up their end of the bargain. For example, make their mortgage payments on time. And what they'll look at is five key indicators to evaluate that amount of risk that that applicant represents. So the five key indicators are mostly known as the five C's of credit, which Elan just defined for us. And they will include character, credit, capacity, capital, and collateral. So the first two, character and credit, basically define the stability of the person and their relationship with credit. So they're, they're quite, um, they're related in that sense. So they both consider the question as to whether or not the applicant has a willingness to repay debt, the attitude they have towards money and credit, and their overall stability of character. People who tend to be good payers of debt tend to have a high degree of stability in their life and show they have managed money and credit in the past. The evaluation methods regarding character of the person, they may look at the age, education, occupation, work experience, and current residence. The credit of the individual will largely weigh on looking at the applicant's credit status. The, re, uh, the, re, the way the, <laughs> sorry, the repayment behavior that appears on the credit report will show a person's attitude towards money. If you carry a large debt load, don't make payments on time or don't use credit at all, this can impact, impact your risk level. Let's pause this. I feel like I'm gonna go back. Because I do feel like I'm just reading and it doesn't feel like authentically ours. Okay. But at the same time, 